The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We're going to be learning Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the third piece in Hilchos Shabbos, on Perak Yodalit Halacha Tess. The issue that Rab Chaim is analyzing is a psak of the Rambam with regard to a pillar, which is a Rishus Hayachid, and does someone put a peg in it? And the Rab Chaim is going to differentiate between two different halachas. One is uh, what is mema'it a Rishus Hayachid, what diminishes and lessens a wall of a Rishus Hayachid, and the other one is Rishuyos Osros Ze'alzeh, that if Rishuyos spill into each other, so then they can aser carrying in the other rishos. So the Rambam begins, Amud b'rishos harabim gavoa asara v'rachav arba hareze rishos hayachid. That if you have a pillar in the rishos harabim, but the pillar is ten tfachim high and it's four by four tfachim wide, so that has a din of a rishos hayachid. That's what makes something into a rishos hayachid, a private domain. Not begovo yosed kol shehu. If you put a peg into the pillar, afilo eno gavoa shlosha, even if it's not above three tfachim, so we're talking about a peg on the side of the pillar, even if it's not above three tfachim, since you can use this peg, you can hang things on it, there's other usages, that diminishes the height of the pillar, and uh, we do not consider it any longer to be ten tfachim high. It's now a carmelis, which is uh, the type of Rishus between a Rishus HaRabim and a Rishus HaYachid, so you cannot carry in that anymore. In order to be a Rishus HaYachid, it would have to be ten tfachim high, and this pillar is now lower than that. You only measure the height of the pillar from the peg and above. So we cannot combine the section below the peg and the section above the peg to create a wall which is ten tfachim. We only count from above the peg. Even if the entire pillar was filled with pegs, uh, that still diminishes the height. Because you can use all of those pegs and hang things on them. So uh, this is the Rambam's ruling that if you put a peg on the side of a pillar, it diminishes the height of the pillar and it's no longer considered ten tfachim high and a rishus hayachid. Now the Ravid questions this and he writes Hashmua b'shenatz al rosh ha'amud. The case in the Gemara when it mentions this is talking about where you put the peg on top of the surface of the pillar and you diminish the four by four because you can no longer use it. But the Rambam, for some reason, seems to understand that the Gemara is talking about where you put the peg on the side of the pillar. And the Rab Chaim explains this, the Gemara in Erevin Daf Ein Ches, and we saw this Gemara in the piece before, uh, it says this exact case, you have a pillar which is 10 high and 4 by 4 wide, and you put a peg in it, so the Gemara says that you diminish the space. And the Rab Chaim says that all of the Rishonim understand that it's talking about where you put the peg on top of of the surface of the pillar, like the Ravid said, and you diminish the 4x4 four four area. 
So uh, the Rambam is unique in understanding this Gemara as referring to a case where you put the peg on the side of the pillar and you diminish the height of the pillar by putting this peg in there. And the Rab Chaim says that in truth, he doesn't understand where the Rambam got this notion from. Why should it impact the height of the pillar, the fact that you put a peg on the side? So Rab Chaim entertains the possibility that because the peg is usable, you can do things with it, you can hang things on it, it's as if it's the Rishus HaRabim, you have a usable section of Rishus HaRabim, and uh, therefore you cannot combine sections below the Rishus HaRabim, meaning the peg, and sections above the Rishus HaRabim into creating one wall. And the reason for that would be because a wall of a Rishus HaYachid has to be entirely above a Rishus HaRabim. If you have a Rishus HaRabim cutting through the wall of the Rishus HaYachid, so then we don't consider this a full wall of the Rishus HaYachid. So uh, Rab Chaim dismisses this approach. He says that, first of all, in Svara, you, he doesn't understand it. Why should it matter to us if there's a Rishus HaRabim running through this wall? The main point over here is to have a wall, which is ten Tfachim, and that creates creates a Rishus HaYachid. So what does it matter if there's some area in the middle of the wall which is considered Rishus HaRabim? So he says that the Svar is difficult. Uh, and additionally, he points out that it seems to be contradicted uh, explicitly by a Gemara in Shabbos Daf Kuf. The Gemara talks about a Tel HaMislakate, which means a wall of a Rishus HaYachid, which is ten Tfachim high, but it's a slope. So uh, says Rab Chaim, the fact that this wall is sloping, the bottom three tfachim are certainly considered part of the Rishos HaRabim. They're literally coming out of the Rishos HaRabim. They're fully Rishos HaRabim. And still, according to the Gemara, that's considered a wall of a Rishos HaYachid. So you see explicitly that there is no halacha that the wall of the Rishos HaYachid has to be totally on top of the Rishos HaRabim. But even if part of the wall of the Rishos HaYachid is considered Rishos HaRabim, it's still sufficient so long as the wall reaches 10 Tfachen. So if so, we're left with the question, why, according to the Rambam, should it matter? If there's a peg in the middle of this pillar, which is 10 Tfachen high, why should that impact whether or not it's a Rishus HaYachid on top? So Reb Chaim suggests that in order to understand this, we have to go back to the beginning of this Halacha in the Rambam. What we read before was the second half of Halacha Tess, but says Reb Chaim, if we go back to the beginning of Halacha Tess, it will provide context. Context. The Rambam says at the beginning, Gaga uh, Let's say you have a roof which is next to the Rishus Harabim within ten Tfachim of the Rishus Harabim. So, since the Rabim, the people walking around the Rishus Harabim, use the roof, they put their stuff down on there. You are prohibited to carry on your roof, even though it's your private roof, so it's a Rishus HaYachid for you, but since it's used for the Rishus HaRabim, it's considered part of the Rishus HaRabim, and you cannot carry on this roof. Until you build a permanent ladder from your Rishus HaYachid, your home, into the roof, which then connects the roof with your Rishus HaYachid. And uh, this comes from a Gemara in Erevin, Daf Peidalid. The Gemara over there quotes Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel, the same halacha that if you have a roof which is close, it's into the Rishus HaRabim, within Tent Fachim, and people use it, then you can only carry in it if you build a 
permanent ladder from the Rishos HaYachid into the roof. So this is an interesting case. You basically have a roof which does belong to someone privately, but it's part of the Rishos HaRabim because it's so close and it's usable uh, in the Rishos HaRabim. Now, Reb Chaim quotes that the Rishonim ask that since this roof is not ten Tfachim high, it should be a Carmelis, that in-between category between Rishos HaRabim and Rishos HaYachid. So if so, what does it help that you build a ladder from your Rishos HaYachid onto this roof uh, when it's a Carmelist. So either way, it should be prohibited to carry even if there's a ladder connecting it to the Rishos HaYachid. And additionally, the Gemara implies that the roof is only prohibited to carry on if people from the Rishos HaRabim use it. But if people don't use it, then you're allowed to carry it. And the same question is true that if this is a Carmelist, it shouldn't matter whether people use it or not. It should anyways be prohibited because it's not 10 Tfachim high. So Reb Chaim quotes that the Rishonim answer that the case over here is that this roof is 10 Tfachim high on three sides. It's only the fourth side which meets the Rishus HaRabim that it's less than 10 Tfachim high and that creates the problem. But on the other three sides, it's a regular building and it's 10 Tfachim high, the roof. So if so, it's a, it's a Rishus HaYachid because on three of its sides, it's 10 Tfachim high and it's not a Carmelis. Says Rab Chaim, that only works uh, according to the other Rishonim, but the Rambam explicitly paskins that Rishus HaYachid has to have four sides which are ten Tfachim high. If it's only ten Tfachim high on three of the sides, then it would still be a Carmelist. So according to the Rambam, that is not a potential reading of this Gemara, uh, because even if this roof would be ten Tfachim high on three of the sides, it would still be a Carmelist. And we're back to the question, why does the Gemara treat it as if it could become a Rishus HaYachid with a ladder, or if people don't use it, when it should be a Carmelist and it should be prohibited to carry? In, in all cases. Now, in addition, Rab Chaim points out that the Rishonim understand that in this case, this fourth side, which spills into the Rishus HaRabim, does have a Mechitza, but the only problem is that there's an entrance in the middle of the Mechitza, which is less than 10 Amos wide. So there is a full-fledged wall or an Eruv on this fourth side, but the issue that makes carrying prohibited is that it's not considered a private place where people do their business, but it's considered a fenced-in area which the public has access to. So having a public thoroughfare through a mechitza uh, invalidates that wall. So Reb Chaim points out that according to this reading of the, these Rishonim, the problem is specifically carrying from the roof to the Rishus HaRabim and from the Rishus HaRabim to the roof because they are two different Rishuyos and you're carrying from one domain to the other. But if you read the Rambam carefully, the Rambam says, You cannot carry within the roof. So uh, we already see that the Rambam has a different reading of this Gemara. He's not talking about carrying from the roof to the Rishus HaRabim, but he's talking about carrying within the roof itself. And according to the Rambam, that's Asr. So it says Rab Chaim that according to the Rambam, the problem here is different. It's not an issue of Mechitzos and whether or not this roof is considered a Rishus HaYachid or not, but it's something different. It comes from the principle in Halacha of Rishuyos Osrin Ze'alze, that if you have one domain spilling into the other one, it can Asr carrying within that domain. And Rav Chaim says that this seems 
even evident from the sugya in the Gemara there because it compares this case to a case of two balconies which are close together. So again, we are not dealing with a question of mechitzos, but we're dealing with reshuyos, the fact that these two reshuyos are close by. Uh, similarly, the Gemara over there talks about a person prohibiting their friend's reshus by using it, uh, the airspace. And uh, the whole notion of building a ladder, says Rab Chaim, also doesn't affect the mechitza or whether it's a reshus hayachid, but it affects who's able to use it. And that's the essence of the halacha of reshuyos osros zealzeh, that reshuyos can affect each other. So therefore, by building a ladder, you're making the primary usage for the people in the Rishus HaYachid who live in the house or in the courtyard as opposed to the people from the Rishus HaRabim and that's what transforms it into being usable on Shabbos as a Rishus HaYachid for the people who live in that house. Now, uh, based on this, as Rav Chaim, we can explain according to the Rambam why this roof is not a Carmelis because we're dealing here with a case where the roof is actually ten tfachim. The actual walls of this house are always ten tfachim, so the roof is high enough that it's a Rishus HaYachim. But the Gemara says that when we evaluate Rishuyos affecting each other, that it, anything which was within four Tfachim nearby of the other Rishus is considered that they affect each other. So in this case, we're talking about a house which is within four Tfachim of the Rishus HaRabim, and the Rishus HaRabim is elevated on the one section close to the roof. So the Rishus HaRabim is within 10 Tfachim of the height of the roof, and it's not more than 4 Tfachim away. And being that it has those dimensions, it therefore affects the roof, not that it affects the Mechitza. The Mechitza is still 10 Tfachim high, and it should be fully a Rishus HaYachid in terms of the Mechitza, but because the Rishus HaRabim comes within 4 Tfachim close to the roof, and the roof is not higher than 10 Tfachim of the Rishus HaRabim, so therefore we view the Rishus HaRabim as affecting this roof and creating it as part of the Rishus HaRabim because the usages are so similar and they're close by, therefore the whole roof has a din of a Rishus HaRabim and you cannot carry on the roof at all. Forget about carrying from the roof to the Rishus HaRabim, you cannot carry on the roof itself because in halacha it's considered as if it's part of the Rishus HaRabim. Now, returning to the first halacha we began with, now that we have context from the earlier part of this halacha, that the Rambam is not discussing here the height of mechitzas and what makes something a valid mechitza to fence in the Rishus HaYachid, but the Rambam is discussing Rishuyos Osros Ze'alzeh, how one domain affects another one and swallows it into it, so to speak. So therefore, says Rab Chaim, this explains the ruling of the peg on the side of the pillar. Even though, as we said, the peg does not affect the height of the pillar. It's still considered a 10 tfachim high pillar. And it doesn't matter if that peg is part of the Rishus HaRabim, like the wall which slopes, even though the bottom three tfachim are considered part of the Rishus HaRabim, they're still able to be a part of the wall for the Rishus HaYachid. So similarly, the 
peg does not affect in any way the height of this wall of the Rosh Hashayachid. But the Rambam is not evaluating whether the pillar is still considered a mechitza. In that case, it would be a Rosh Hashayachid. But the Rambam is evaluating whether the Rosh Hashayachid spills into the pillar and transforms it from a Rosh Hashayachid and swallows it back into the Rosh Hashayachid. And that's what the peg does. The peg creates a situation where the Rosh Harabim is now on the side of the pillar. So the top of the pillar is no longer 10 tfachim higher than where the Rishus Harabim is being used because people in the Rishus Harabim are hanging things on the peg. And therefore the Rishus Harabim is close enough to the top of this pillar that we no longer view the top surface area of the pillar as being a separate and unique Rishus HaYachid, totally detached from the Rishus HaRabim, but it's close enough to the Rishus HaRabim, this little remnant of the Rishus HaRabim in the peg, that it's as if this top area of the pillar is part of this Rishus HaRabim and is no longer able to be carried on. Forget about from the pillar to the Rishus HaRabim, but even on top of the pillar, you cannot carry because it's subsumed in the Rosh Hashanah. And uh, this is all modeled on the case of this roof, which is within Fort Fachim uh, close and uh, within 10 Fachim height of the Rosh Hashanah. So it becomes a part of the Rosh Hashanah and you cannot carry in it. So that explains why the Rambam put these two halachas together. The Rambam is trying to teach us that the fundamental principle behind the Isur of carrying on a pillar with a peg on the side of it is because it is like this roof roof, which is next to the Rishos HaRabim, that they're both considered part of the Rishos HaRabim. And that's the Rambam's explanation for this, why a peg on the side of the pillar affects the top of the pillar, even though, as we asked before, the mechitza of this pillar is ten tfachim high, and it should be a full Rishos HaYachid. So Rab Chaim's explaining that, yes, it is in fact a full Rishos HaYachid, the same as the roof is a full Rishos HaYachid, if we only examine the mechitzos. The mechitzos are ten tfachim high, uh, the surface area is four by four, and therefore it's fully, in terms of the dimensions, a Rishos HaYachid, but this other halacha that a Rishos can affect a Rishos next to it makes it that these are no longer considered Rishus HaYachids. Uh, we view them as part of the Rishus HaRabim and you cannot carry in them. And Rab Chaim concludes by just adding that the case we talked about before of the sloping wall of the Rishus HaYachid, so we mentioned that that sloping wall creates a Rishus HaYachid. And uh, that was important in terms of what, how high the wall has to be on top of the Rishus HaRabim. Uh, says Rab Chaim though, what about the fact that it's part of the Rishus it's so close to the Rishus HaRabim. So Rab Chaim says, because there's a slope, the top surface of this area is going to be more than four Tfachim from the Rishus HaRabim. And as he said before, it's only if it's within four Tfachim that it's part of the Rishus HaRabim. But the, the slope, which is more than four Tfachim, is a separate domain. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.